Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Daghiwad Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Struggling to understand you, Peter. Do you really 
chance to prove it You cannot fill this time Feed my sheep, look after them And then I will know that you love me Peter, if you love me Feed my sheep and do my work Peter, do you really love me? I asked this question three times Don't you have any answers for me? I'm struggling to understand you. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, are we ready to receive the word of God? Stand to your feet wherever you are and begin to say something good is going to happen to me. Let's sing it together. Say it to me. Sing it to yourself. This very day. Bishop, Bishop, 
Ishma Sam. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe something good is going to happen to you today? Do you believe it? If you believe it, put your hands together for Jesus. And let's take our seat. You are welcome once again to church. And let's continue with our message on loyalty and disloyalty because this particular weeks we are on this very important language of loyalty and loyalty which Satan wants to attack. Anything that pains the devil, he attacks it. Yes. If you do anything, the devil doesn't mind you. It means that it's not having any effect on him. But if he, he had something in particular is under attack, you have to ask yourself, why is it being attacked? You have to ask yourself, why is it being attacked? What is the problem? Then if you, are, if you think about it, many times God will give you the reason. Amen. And I ask you, either electronic, which Bishop David doesn't subscribe, or hard copy. If you brought it, I, want, I told you to bring either your electronic hard copy of the book, and I said that at the bookshop is 30 CDs, but for this particular um, um, season, we want you to have it for 15 CDs, so you can read it. You can read it, understand it, and flow. So how many of you brought yours, your copy from your Macarius? Some of you have made your Macarius like your engagement Bible. You've need, that rabbi is even still on. Many people call it engagement Bible. They've never opened it before. That's why the marriage is becoming some way. You see, the Bible was given to you to use for your engagement. So if you brought your book, can I see your book? If it's on a tablet, can I see your tablet? With your David having agree, but can I see your tablet? Okay. So that's good. That's good. But there are more copies around, isn't it? Oh, it's finished. There are a few copies around at the back. So make sure you get a copy for 15 CDs right after service, and then read it, and you'll be blessed. Amen. So let's turn the Bible to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18. He said that, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Okay, let's read the next verse, then we'll come back to this. And, um, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Have you seen the power that Jesus was giving to Peter when he was going to, when he said, I'll build my church? See, upon this rock, I say the rock is a confession that Peter made that thou the Christ, the son of the living God. And upon that confession, he said, I'll build my church. And then he said, when the church is built, when the church is built, in the, next, in, the, in the verse 19, when the church is built, he says that, and I will give thee the keys 
of the kingdom of heaven. So the church is supposed to have that key. Do you get it? The church is supposed to have that key that whatsoever we bind on earth. So when the church is functioning, the church is powerful. When the church is as it should be, we have the power to bind things on earth and it shall be bound in heaven. And we have the power to lose things here on earth and shall be loosed in heaven. So if this church is strong and we come and say we bind all forces of darkness that is hindering your blessings and your progress, as soon as we say it, it will be bound in heaven. Yes. And if the church is strong and we come and we lose jobs, we lose people in chains, we lose, what again? Marriages. You won't say amen. <laughs> we lose financial blessings. It shall be done what? It shall be lost also in heaven. And it shall practically, practically come to pass in our lives. But when the church is not that powerful, those things don't happen. Do you get it? Those things don't happen. So Jesus says that I built my church and there is a certain atmosphere that the church needs to have. That's why we read in the book of James, chapter 3, in the Amplified Version, James 3, 16, 14 and 16, in the Amplified Version, we read it just to show the reason. I said that, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, and do not, and in your heart, do not be arrogant. And if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be arrogant. And as a result, be in defiance of the truth. 15. This superficial wisdom is not that which cometh down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, and demonic. This superficial. You know, many of us, we like superficial things. Superficial friendship. Superficial gathering. Superficial things. So we don't like the truth. Everything is superficial. Bible said this is it's it's, it's some way. It's demonic. Do you get it? I had a friend. I had a friend. And one day I told a friend. And this is a friend who had gone to school very, if, if you want to see someone who is thick and tall, that was a guy. I mean, very nice, gentleman, everything. But I realized when I became his friend, there was a smell on him. There was some odor. And it wasn't nice. So one day I called and said, Charlie, this thing is some way. Do you know? Do you, know? you know what he told me? He, the following day, he came, to, he came and thanked and thanked and thanked and thanked me. And he told me that, look, he even has a beloved he's going to get married to. And he surprised that the beloved had not told him that that's the problem he had. And he said all his friends that he had had from university, from all the, no one had told him. But I told him, and it was true. But when he went to ask the beloved, the beloved had, I've not heard it, I've not heard it. The beloved had smelled it before. In fact, he said, what's that? But, <laughs> she had not smelled it before. Do you get it? She had done, she had smelled it, but she didn't say it. 
And it, it makes it superficial. And many of you, you enjoy superficial things. Superficial company, superficial, you don't like the truth. And sometimes even a church is built on a superficial thing. It's not nice. It cannot work. Are you getting it? Then what's the next verse that we have then we'll finish superficiality? For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder. That means unrest and rebellion. Unrest and rebellion. Where these things exist. And every evil thing and morally degrading practices is there. You get it. So there's a certain kind of atmosphere that if you allow, if you allow, so many things come into existence. So that is why the church as it's being built, that is why the church as it's being built must be built by, in the way that God wants it to be built. Hallelujah. And he has said that the gates of hell, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, you see, the, the, one, of the, one of the commonest mistakes that many people make is that we make it to look like when the devil is coming to attack a church, the devil will come with a black face with his teeth coming from all over the place with long ears and I don't know what else. Horns, horns, and claws with long beard. Yes, that's what we think. You see, so, but most times we are actually outweighted by the devil. You see, most times we are actually outweighted by the devil. That's why I like this verse in 2 Corinthians 2 11. 2 Corinthians 2 11. Um, the King James says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. But the ESV says, So that we will not be outweighted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. You see, so Satan doesn't necessarily always have to come in that, in that form. Satan can come in so many ways and release the gate of hell on the church and by the time you realize the church is gone so we need to know how practically we build the church and one the atmosphere we need to build the church is that atmosphere of love and unity is that also atmosphere of love and unity now there are so many people you know somebody say i love you they can teach you oh love your neighbor as yourself or love your mother but you don't teach the person what it means to love what it means to love. What are the things that makes to show that you love the person? Everybody knows that love. But what is love? What does it mean? What are the practical things you need to do to show I love? It's that so many people, they know what, how to do things, but they cannot teach. You know there are somebody who know how to do things, but they cannot teach. Somebody can be a very good footballer, but cannot be a good coach. Because he cannot teach you how to score goals. It comes naturally. And there are some who are able by the grace of God to teach you to know what it means, what this means, how this can stop the devices of the evil one. There are some that do that. And for these few weeks that we are doing loyalty and disloyalty, one of the things we are doing is that we are going into what makes a church love. 
What makes a church united? What makes a church a church? That's all that we are doing. Do you get it? And what it means to be faithful. What it means to be faithful. What it means for a church to grow. Those are the things. What, what if you don't do can spoil a church? What if you do will destroy a church? That is what we are trying to do. Amen. And therefore, last week we spoke about reasons why loyalty is even important. Reasons why loyalty is important. And how many of you can remember some of the reasons quickly and we go to the next thing we want to talk about today. How many of you can remember some of the things we can hear, Vero? What's the first reason? For the love of God to fill the church. Have you seen it in your book? For the love of God. And also it's very important because some of you, you don't like reading. So when we, you see, in church we do so many things. You know, we do so many things. For the love of God to fill the church. Amen. Now, if you want love to fill the church, there are things you do. And these are the things we are talking about. And you see, as we go on, you realize that if this is here, then the love will flow. Amen. And what is the next thing we said? Next reason. Another reason. Yes. If you have a mask, just remove it and shout so that. To fight the faith column. Is that not so? To fight the faith column. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 10. How many of you don't have one of these books? You don't have it as at now. Okay. <laughs> Try and get one. God will bless you for that. For the love, what is it? To fight the faith column. Okay. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 10. It says, Cast out the scorner. Chazer le moque. Chazer le moque. That's French. Mm -hmm. Those of you who don't know, it's related to this French. Bande de diamond. There was Spanish. And then there's French. I think very soon I have to join the dancing stars. So, because the way the dancing stars are dancing these days, I think I can dance some. So, I'm coming to join them. It's very, very nice thing, isn't it? If you are in church, you want to join a ministry, there are so many ministries you can join, including the dancing stars. Maybe when you, are in, when you were in the world, you used to dance to the devil. You used to dance to the devil. Now that you, are, you have become born again, you can use your dancing for outreach and for the church and for the body of Christ and it to be powerful. Amen. Okay, so first I said Proverbs chapter 22 verse 10. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. So that's the, the fifth column. You see, there are some people, Satan uses them. Satan uses them. And as long as they are around, they don't make the thing, they don't make it for unity. They don't make for unity. And the remedy, the remedy for that is what God did. God once had a church. And in his church, or God once had a, a company, you can give it any, but God once had a church. And in his church, there were people who rose up against him. 
There were people who rose up against him. Lucifer led that revolt. And he, he heard it and he saw it. When he heard and he saw, he, what he did was he cast them out. You get it? He cast them out. So sometimes for a church to do well, or even for a, a group of friendship, a group, a, group, a group of friends, a group of friends, a group of friends to do well, or a family to do well, you get it? You need to cast some people out of it. You need to cast them out. It may cost, it may be very painful, especially if the person has been with you for some time. Because Lucifer was with God for many years before the creations of the world. But when God saw Lucifer's behavior, he, he, he immediately cast him out. In other words, there are some kind of people you don't have meetings with them. Do you get it? Can you imagine God called Lucifer for a meeting? Lucifer, let's sort things out. Lucifer will give all the smiles. Give all the smiles. Give all whatever it is. But God knows that that is not how to deal with such people. And most of you, some people should have been out of your life many years ago. But they are still in your life. That's why still you are suffering. Because you don't have the courage. You don't have the boldness to say that. Shashé, shashé, le moké. Yeah. You don't have the boldness to say shashé, le moké. Yes. And I tell you, sometimes it is even better for some people to live for the group to be smaller and the group to grow up again. Because love will always triumph. Love will always triumph. I'm telling you, love will always triumph. So there are some people that you don't have meetings with. I have had meetings. <laughs> I've had things, I've heard things about people. I've had meetings with them before. When they finish, it is not knife. It is cutlass that they use to pierce my heart. Not knife. Do you get it? One day I heard somebody told me, somebody told me, this person says he wants to leave the church. I said, oh, Bring him, let me talk to him. I called him, I spoke to him, I drove him, the whole of Tema. I drove him, I went on the motorway, drove with him. The guy, the day he left, it was not a simple thing for me. You get it. Then I realized that, I realized you, I cannot be wiser than God. You see, I cannot be wiser than God. Some people, yes, may be simple in decisions, but some people are just so much so that you have to cast them out. You have to cast them out. Some of you have, some of you in your fellowships, bar centers, and all the you have people there like that. You need to mark and cast them out. Because that is what God did. And you are not wiser than God. You are not wiser than God. Amen. What's the next reason why we teach on loyalty? Loyalty is important. To have a mega church, to have a mega church. I mean, it's not easy to have a mega church. Oh. Hey. Uh, it's not easy to have a mega church at all. This is so, if you don't have faithful, loyal people, look, I don't want to say things because somebody may listen to me on this thing, but if you go around, you go, if you like today, take a car, a ride, and see churches meeting. Everybody's meeting. Small, 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 small. Everybody has cheered himself from somebody. 
I would have cheered himself from somebody. And they're all there. And you can see that it's not easy to keep. Look at the front here. These are pastors in their own rights. These are pastors that I believe. I believe. So the so I believe some of the so-called people with um, all those titles and things and their church. These are pastors who can go and take their churches and turn them ten times over. Ten times over. But they are here. With their Bacenta leaders, Bacenta, it's not easy to have a mega church. That is why Satan in a mega church is powerful. You can't easily attack a mega church. You can't easily attack a mega church. So sometimes the best way to attack is to weaken them first. And then the, you, you unleash your powers. But you can't easily do so is to have a mega church. So let's have it in mind. What's the next one? This one is just to recap, and then it's almost becoming like a preaching. What's the next one? For the love of God to fill the church. To have a long-lasting ministerial team. Long-lasting ministerial team is very important. And to have a big, long-lasting ministerial team and have a, a, long, a mega church. And look at, look, at, look at all over the world, over 92 countries. We have pastors in all of, of these countries. How do you think we manage them? It's, it's, it's loyalty. It's loyalty and faithfulness. And how do they know about loyalty and faithfulness? Because we teach it. Because we teach it. We tell them. There were certain things I never knew they were wrong until I started reading the Bible and getting explanations and proper explanations from a book like this. I said, wow, this thing, I never knew that this is how it was. And it was destroying my life. Do you get it? So you have to teach it, but some don't know. Some don't know, just as some still don't know the virus. <laughs> some don't know. Amen. What's the next one? It is a principal qualification for a, a, um, anybody, and in that case, for a pastor or a leader. You need to be faithful. Moreover, it is required in Stewart, 1 Corinthians 4.2, that you are faithful. And that word faithful is loyal. Other translation says loyal. So I don't see your problem. What does it say loyal? So today, we want to go to the next thing that we need to know about this. We cannot exhaust all this within the six. That's why the book is with you. Read it. And when you are reading, ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says that you shall, you shall give out the Spirit who shall teach us all things. So Holy Spirit, kindly take me through. Kindly teach me. Let me have a an understanding of what I'm reading so that I myself can understand what I'm reading. Amen. And so, the next one I want us to read about is the chapter 2 of the book, The Process, Stages. It is stages of disloyalty. Stages of disloyalty. You see, disloyalty, for anybody to become some way, it becomes a, pro it's a process. Yes. For anybody to become some way, it is a process. And that process, if you know, you are able to help. For instance, if you go to Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21, 
Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21, you will see something, if you can put it there. He said that, yet I had planted thee a noble vine, holy a right seed. Do you get it? That's how I did it. That's how I started the church. That's how I started the ministry. That's how I started the fellowship. That's how I started the marriage. That's how I started the relationship. A, 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 a right seed. They say, how then, how then art thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? Something I cannot even recognize. You see, let's go to the New Living Translation and see if he gives a, a different interpretation. He says, but I was the one who planted you. Choosing a vine of the purest stock, the very best. How did you go into this corrupt wild vine? He said, I was the one who planted you. Choosing a vine of the purest stock. What happened? What went wrong? How then have you, he said, the best. How did you go into this corrupt wild vine? What, what corrupted you? How did you change? And that is why we are, I'm to that we are not only going to quote the verse, verse and say, hey, we are going to go into what the processes that can make you see that I am changing. Are you getting it? I am changing. So you must know you are changing. Husbands must know we are changing. Wives must know we have changed. I, I, husbands, husbands must know we are changing. Wives must know we have what? Changed. Do you get it? And then we all know that we, we and then we see from whence the change started. Do you get it? So for loyalty and this there are stages. And these stages we are going to talk about, eh, we are talking about it so that you are not going to think about, as I'm preaching, don't think about your friend sitting next to you. Think first about yourself. Yeah. Me, I've seen people eh, hey, who were very, they were of the, of, the, of the good stock, the best, purest stock. But with time, they change. So loyalty today does not guarantee loyalty tomorrow. No, not at all. You see, that's why all these signs are there. These signs are there. Why are we wearing masks? We are wearing masks because we don't want virus to affect us. Because the virus is there. We need to make sure whether you are talking a triple jab or double jab. I know somebody are taking the AstraZeneca. He says he wants to go and take the Russia one too so that he will know that he's fully protected. <laughs> he's fully protected. Do you get it? So what are all these processes? What are these processes? Because these processes are very important. Now, the first stage, which we know already, some know already, but we forget, is the independent stage. The independent spirit. That's the first stage of trying to change from the purest talk 
to a degenerate vine that you cannot be recognized again. When people see the guys, ah, is this this person? So when, when you see people in a group and they leave the group or with friends, even, even when you see a husband and a wife in a law court and they are divorcing and they are talking, and you ask, ah, is it not the same? Is it not this same? Who saw this woman and loved the woman and have three children? So what happened? What, what, what happened? It all began with a process that they took for granted. When the thing started, they took for granted. You get it? So we are not going to take anything for granted because the gate of hell is always ready to attack. Ever since God started the church, the gate of hell has not stopped fighting the church. Amen. Now, what is the independent state? You see, it is so subtle that people don't recognize it, that it is an actual thing that is happening. You see, so subtle that people don't see that it's an actual thing that is happening. Now, what is, for instance, Ghana is an independent state. Independence means you are, in, you are not dependent on. So even though we are part of the United Nations, which is a United Nations, Nations of Nations, Committee of Nations, Commonwealth of Nations. We are, not, we are independent. Do you get it? So I heard on Monday that there was um, a holiday in the Francophone countries. So I asked, what is the reason? They said, it's Pentecost Day. I said, what is Pentecost? He said, oh, the, the Church of, I mean, I the Church of Pentecost. The, the Catholics, you know, the Pentecost when the Holy Spirit said, no, they, they take it as a holiday. Do you get it? And we don't take it as a holiday because we are an independent nation. Their holiday doesn't affect us. Do you get it? Their holiday doesn't affect us. We will do six March. When we are doing six March, it doesn't affect them. Because they are also independent. So an independent nation means that you are independent of whatever anybody is doing. There may be, a, there may be one or two things that will bind us. You see, but that... That may not be um, compulsory or, if you like, mandatory, obligatory, but it's just nice to, for all of us to do it. Because recently we all had AU Day. Then later we realized that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so we decided to, to stop. <laughs> it's just a decision we all took. Everybody's independent. Then we said, look, this AU Day doesn't, have, it doesn't mean anything. So let's go back. We'll go to work. We'll teach the children then we decided to do constitutional day. We think that is what is important to us. Because we are an independent nation. Do you get it? We are an independent nation. So when you are an independent person, you always want to do things differently from... But see, when you are in Ghana, a citizen of Ghana, do you get it? That means that now the laws of Ghana applies to you fully. You cannot be independent of the laws of Ghana, the constitution of Ghana, if you are in Ghana. That's when they said, don't go to church, even though it was a worldwide thing, that one it was a commonwealth decision. All of us did it. But if the government says anything, pay your dues, pay, we all do it. Because we are in Ghana. So you cannot be in a church and have, you cannot be in a group, and every group also has some commonalities, common things. Individuals in a group are all, even Adam and Eve, do you know they were independent? God says you may freely eat of everything. Freely means independent. 
You may freely eat of everything. But there was something else you shouldn't do. Don't eat this. That alone makes for the relationship to flow. You get it. That alone makes for the relationship to grow. So an independent person, somebody, for instance, we say that we are going to have conventions all night on Friday. Then an independent person, me, I do. What is this all night convention? Convention is supposed to be during the day. So me, I won't come for any all night convention. You see, it may not mean much, but it's a sign. It's a sign of an independent person. You get it. And in the Bible, there's an example of somebody called Joab. There's an example of somebody called Joab who had an independent spirit. Now, you see, this Joab's independent spirit, um, it is something that is happening in our days. But just that sometimes when it comes to people trying to, you know, compare things and see that things are similar, they forget. They are not able to do that. Now, Joab was a commander of David's army. Do you get it? But let me ask you a question. How did he become a commander in the first place? And why was he a commander? Because if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, I just want to draw your attention to something, and then you will see Joab's independent spirit. So as soon as you have somebody, and say, ah, in the place, okay, let, let me read it. And the Lord said unto Samuel, how long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a what? I provided me what? Me a what? Among his sons. Are you getting me? Now go to verse 13. Go to verse 13. Now when you go to verse 13, they say, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. Anointed who? Who is the him? David. Anointed him in the midst of his brethren. So in the midst of his brethren, in case you, don't, you want me to pronounce it well, in the midst of his brethren, God anointed him. And the spirit of the Lord came upon who? From that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So now, who is the person, who is the king of Israel? God went to David, is that also? So if you hear that Joab is, Joab is the commander of David's army, what does it mean? It means when David has appointed him, to help him in the vision God has given to him. It's as simple as that. It was that without David, there would not have been a Joab. Without David, there would not have been a Joab. That's what it means. Because we all have seen that. When God didn't say, well, did you see anoint Joab? He didn't say anoint Joab. He said anoint David. But what happens is that any time God uses somebody, he gives him people. He gives her people. God, even God himself, when he came here on earth, he needed people, of which one of them was a devil. Yeah. When God himself came here on earth, he needed people, and he chose 12, and one of them was a devil. 
Can you imagine? God, he prayed all night. Well, so he went on the mountaintop and prayed all night. And when he came, he called them and, and named 12 and said, name them apostles. And one of them was, one of them was a devil. One of them was a devil. Do you see? So don't be afraid to choose. <laughs> but so this Joab, but you see, a time came that this Joab forgot that because of David's anointing, that is why Israel was having all those victories and he needed a commander and he put him there. Do you get it? And then David decided that as, a, as an anointed king, I want to go into an alliance with my enemies in the other side of town, who are also our brothers anyway. And the commander of that um, part of Israel was Abner. Was Abner. So David decided that I will have a flow with Abner. And he called Abner. Had a very nice meeting with Abner. And then, let's go to, let's read it. 2 Samuel 3, 20. 2 Samuel 3, 20. I'm just trying to see how people can be with you and yet be independent. And forget that if God had not anointed David, there would not have been any, he, he would not have been a commander. So Abner came to David, to Hebron, and 20 men with him. Can you imagine the commander of the enemy forces came with 20 men, and David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast, or a feast. He made a feast for them. Let's go to the next verse. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go. I will gather all Israel unto my Lord the king, that they may make a league with thee, and that thou mayest reign over all thine heart desired. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Wow. So the king, that's what the king who was anointed had done. That's what the king who was anointed had done. But when Abner came, and he heard that David had made, and when Joab came, and heard that David had made peace with Abner, the one who was the leader, who was anointed. And don't forget, anointed by God. Had made peace. Abner decided to go independent. Sorry. Mm. Joab decided to go independent. So go to 2 Samuel 3.26. He decided to go independent. Meanwhile, when they were sending to a house, well, they didn't send to his house. His house was there. Yeah, God didn't send Samuel there. So when, what do you see there? And when Joab was come out from David, so David had told Joab what he had done with Abner. So when Joab had come out from David after the meeting, you know, so now you have a meeting with people, they don't say anything. Then when they come out, they don't say anything. They smile. David says, oh, what I say is the right thing. Oh. So he didn't say anything. He sent messengers after Abner which brought him again from the well of Sarah, but David knew it not. Can you imagine? A leader that David has called that he was doing something that David didn't know about. 
and the next verse. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib. I don't know why the fifth rib, but maybe that's where they had to be. I don't know. Under the fifth rib, that he died for the blood of Asahel, his brother. Do you get it? And this is something that we come to. Now, do you know the reason? He was, he was hurt some time ago. Uh, they went to battle. You killed some. They also killed some. And when they were killing the people, your brother Asahel was killed. You two, you killed some. And since that day, you never forgave. And you used your personal fight into a work that your, your, the king is doing. Your personal fight. You have been called to support. You use your personal fight. Natural affairs. It's like, let's say, my wife. Who is my wife? To, me, to help me in my ministry. You see, my wife cannot take a personal fight in the church to let me run the church. Do you get it? She cannot. She cannot go and say, because I don't like this person. Don't also like it. That's your personal problem. That's your personal problem. I am running. And of course, she's never been done that before. But that's what, that's, I, and those of you whose wives are telling you, I don't like this person. I don't like this. Everything they tell you, I'm doing it. You keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah, I don't like this person to be a choir director. I don't like this person to be this. I don't like this person. This, this person. What's the problem? Charger? No, no. That one. That Charger, the Moker, is a different one. You see, your wife is the only person you can't change. So what do you do? You, you sit at the back. You said that the back or something. Because Abner shouldn't. You, you went to war. You killed some. It was a war. You killed some. This also killed some. That's all. Forget about it. But we'll talk about it later. That's what we're doing. And there's another time that Joab showed, made an independent move. Another time Joab made an independent move. And that was in the story of um, Absalom. Do you remember Absalom? Hmm. Absalom rebelled and ousted his father. He rebelled and ousted his father. And to show that he wanted to despise his father, all his father's concubines, he went to a rooftop and openly made people know that I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Hey! Absalom makes some way You know, there are some things you don't do. Even if you have a problem with your father, not... His things that he has been flowing with. There you go. Now I'm, 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 I'm using the things some. And what yours was on a rooftop. Everybody should see. That will make you the king. Hey. Do you get it? That's what Absalom did do. Then, but Absalom started fighting his father. And his father gave a certain command concerning. Are you here with me? Those at the back, are you here with me? Oh, I didn't hear you. Are you here with me? Good. Absalom was David's son and he did something against him. But in the midst of all this, David gave a, a command in 2 Samuel 18.5. Is it in your book? 2 Samuel 18.5. Daniel, is it in your book? 
2 Samuel 18, 5. He said, as they were fighting, the king gave this command to Joab. Abishai and Aitai. He said, for my sake, deal gently with young Absalom. He said, for my sake, do what? Deal gently with young man, the young man Absalom. Even with Absalom, with a young man, even with Absalom, all and say all the people heard when the king gave all the captains charge concerning Absalom. Absalom has offended me, but it was my house Samuel came. It was me God told Samuel to come and anoint. That anointing gives superhuman understanding of things. So with that anointing, even though Absalom has done something, but I said, leave him. Don't go, go and fight him. Do it, but don't touch him. Deal with him gently. And everybody heard it. But look at what happened. 2 Samuel 18, 12. 2 Samuel 18, 12. Now, a young man came to Joab to tell him what had happened to Absalom. As they were fighting, Absalom's hair was caught in a, by a branch in a tree. Because he had a beautiful hair like mine before it became like this. Everybody has been beautiful before. So, so, so he had a beautiful long hair. And he was caught by the uh, uh, branches. So when he saw, he said, wow, this, this is the king's son. But the king has given us a command about his son. So he went to tell Joab, the commander. Do you get it? And Joab told the guy that, ah, but why didn't you kill, kill him? Why didn't you kill him? And the man said unto Joab, when he said that, the man said unto Joab, though I should receive a thousand shekels of silver in my hand, yet would I not put out forth my hand against the king's son. Against what? The king's son. For in our hearing, in our what? So sometimes the, the thing is not like, as I'm preaching about loyalty, I'm not only talking to leaders, I'm talking to all of you who are hearing. So if your leader comes to tell you anything otherwise, you should tell the leader, no, this is not what we heard. This is not what we heard. It's as simple as that. He said, for in our hearing, the king charged thee, that is you, Joab, and Abishai and Aitai, saying, Beware that none touch the young man Absalom. So this is a loyal church member who a leader is telling him to rebel. I said, No, I won't do that. Even if you give me whatever you give me, I won't do it. I cannot do it. Are you getting me? And look at 18:4. 18:14. Look at Absalom again. Sorry, look at Joab again. Then said Joab, I might get away. I may not tie with thee. He took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. Look at this. Is it not a, this, is, this is an independent spirit. David, who was anointed by God for his own reason, God had the reason why he anointed David and not you. 
and he gives a command. Then you go and say, no, as for me, I'll do my own thing. So there again, you say that Absalom, um, Joab has displayed a, an independent spirit. And it's no good. Are you getting me? It, it's like a pastor, your, 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 your pastor, your bishop, your head, your bystander leader gives you a, a command. And then you do otherwise. You do otherwise. I'm sure he said, that, what is the difference between Why? Because, of, because he is a son. If it was any other person, wouldn't he have said we should kill him because he's his son? Yes, because he's his son. He said, don't kill him. Whatever it is, leave him to God. Leave him to God. He said, it wasn't your house he came to anoint. Was it your house? Would you have been a commander if he had not anointed David? Because he's son, and so what? He said, this is what I'm asking you to do. Just do it. Just do it. Do you get it? And, and, and the next one is which one, Graham? This is my friend, Adonijah. He was also independent in Adonijah. I think so. Yes, he was one of those who helped Adonijah. And also, he was one of them who helped Adonijah. So, it's a so when you see, see, when you are in a church, and he said, There's somebody, let's say, a pastor. This is what I'm saying to your hearing. He said, When David spoke to you, see, it means that when David was talking to Joab, Abishai, and Atai, the members were there. So they all heard it. So as I'm speaking this to all leaders, all pastors, you are a member, you are members, you're also here, you're all hearing it. You're all hearing the charge. Amen. What's the name again? Amen. You're all hearing the charge. So when the time comes, you should be able to say, that, oh, what you are saying is not right. What you are saying is not right. That's not what the king said. That's not what the king said. Amen. The king said we should do this. It's as simple as that. The king said we should spare his son. It's as simple as that. He says, son, he says, spare my son. Even if he had killed somebody's son, he says, spare my son. The king says, we should spare his son. That is as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's a charge. Offense. We are, these other stages will go very fast. Do you want to go home? Outside is a hot sun. <laughs> the, the heat. He's waiting for you. But you realize that normally our worship is the first two hours. Am I preaching? It's the next two hours so that we keep to we conform to normal regulations of. <laughs> so the next stage for. See, when we say somebody can be disloyal, there's, oh, there, are, there are things you should see. Do you get it? There are things you should see. There are some people. You realize that this person, every time we say this, every time we go for a meeting, Bishop says this, the person comes out and says something else. It should occur to you that there's something wrong. It should occur to you that there's something wrong. Is that not so? Just as it should occur to you if the bishop or the pastor called you and he's praying with your breast. It should occur that there's something wrong. 
Because the Bible said it to all of us, our hearing. Is it not to all of us, our hearing? It is all of us who are hearing. So if the person comes and is breaking and say, well, I, I, I've tasted this, but I've never seen it. Oh, no, there are some picture and I was doing that. There's somebody told me that it was when I was doing this that the picture was taken. So nobody should take me picture doing this. Amen. It was over to our hearing. I get what I'm saying. Offense is a stage. And this stage, eh, Azibiga. Is it Azibiga or Azibi? Azibi. Huh. We used to have Azibiga in the States now. No, there's Azibiga is somebody else. Is he a politician? <laughs> no, no, but we used to have Azibiga. Caesar. Yeah, who is in the States now? Caesar Azibiga. This is the second stage. There are stages. There are stages. When you see those things, you should, and even you yourself, when you read that, and when you call for meetings, you don't come. It's a big one. Yes. When you call for meetings, you don't come. Without permission. <laughs> Without permission, you don't come. You are in a choir. When a choir are meeting, you are not there. You are in amazing praise. When they say, send your pictures for visual, what do you call that thing? Those days that we're doing that thing. Or, uh, virtual songs, you don't do. Everything, everything. Stay around for service, you don't do. Come for physical service, you won't come. Well, you, are in the, you are trying to, you see, when the person like that, try, don't, you see, you should, you not know, everybody will be like that. Some may be independent, but it doesn't mean so. What I'm saying that, I'm saying that your antenna must go up and know that it's not normal. Yolanda, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Your antenna must go up. Why is it we all wearing masks that you have removed your mask? Unless you are drinking water. <laughs> no, this one was drinking water. <laughs> Matthew 24, 10. Now the rest, I'm going to... Um, well, you woke up early to pray. Matthew 24, 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. You know, anytime you see people betraying one another, hating one another, somebody is offended. Yeah. That's why I read that James scripture to you, where all these things are. As long as you see, you see, offense makes people be, behave in a certain way. When people are offended, and that's why you should be very careful when someone is offended and the person is wounded. You should be very careful and try as much as possible to deal with it. And until it is dealt with it, don't take it for granted. Until it is dealt with it, don't take it for granted. When somebody is hurt, when somebody is hurt, and until the person can joke with the head, where's Gwendolyn? Until the person can joke with the head, and you can say the person's head is gone, don't joke with it. Make sure the head is gone. And for me, one of the ways, if I have a group of people, one of the ways I see that the head is gone is to sometimes talk about it in a certain way and see your reaction. Yeah. 
And until people can tease you with it and joke about it and talk about it, of course, you know when to tease and when not to tease. But I say, until it can freely be spoken about, you cannot just think. Because I have, my, I have a protocol team. I have a protocol team. In the protocol team, one, they, were, they became beloved. This lady and another, where is Kwesi in church? Kwesi didn't come today. They, they were beloved. They were beloved. And then a time came, they said they were, they were not interested. I don't know who said, well, that one's not your problem. This, that particular is not your problem. They said, we will not marry again. So they came to tell and said, I told them, well, as for beloved, we all know in this church that beloved me doesn't mean you should marry by force. So they didn't marry. Then she got another beautiful beloved. Another beautiful beloved. Then I said, okay. So we're having a meeting. And the first one, who didn't marry? I told the first one to come and interview them when they will get married. It's as simple as that. Sorry? And he doesn't have still. <laughs> I told them, come and interview them. And he interviewed them. And he asked all those words. It was a beautiful sight. And from that time, everybody is happy. It's as simple as that. How, how long will you be hurt? He ah, said, will marry you. say, I will marry you. And so what? And so what? Is it by force to marry? It's not by force. So and so what? And it's not, it's not the first and the last it is going to happen. May it not be you, but it's not the first and the last it's going to happen. So I said, ask him. So he interviewed them. And they all gladly, they, in fact, we all written the date down. We all wrote the date down. And we told them you should make sure they get married. Yes. It's as simple as that. Another person is praying that I don't mention her name. Another person is praying hard that I don't mention her name. You see, it is when you are new in the church that you think this is the first time this is happening. Or this is the last time this will happen. Because it, it, you are new. Hmm? Yeah, two. Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. Then when Pastor Francis Kanga was sharing his test, he didn't share it all. He didn't finish it. He just, he just touched the surface. He didn't finish. He didn't say that his friend that he was staying in the house with took his beloved. He didn't add that one. And they are both in church. His friend that he was with there in the same house took his beloved. Then in the same church, he got a beloved again. That was the one he was saying that he was talking about. But the first one, he didn't say it. And they are both in the church. They are happy. You are, you are new. You are, you, are, you are now new. This is how you are talking like that. You don't know what is happening. If this church has not been like that, we will not be where we are today. Hurts and offenses. You are new. You are, you are you're just like a toddler. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. That's why you think that you have a World Cup, World, World Boxing Championship you are fighting. And you are the World Heavyweight Champion. You are fighting all the people. Keep fighting. So, if anybody is hurt, if anybody is hurt, it's very dangerous. And don't joke with those who are, people who are hurt. Don't joke with people who are hurt. Look at one person who was hurt. What is his name? Eh? The one who was hurt. No. 
This one is Amnon and Tamar. Yes. Absalom, it's not correct. Yes, 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 yes. And when he got out to look at what he went to do. So Absalom was hurt because Amnon slept with Tamar, his sister. His father's, no, let's read it. Leviticus, no, let's, 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 no, let's read. No, to ask, okay, let me, because of time. Absalom slept with, Abnon slept with Tamar. Do you get it? I wanted to take people for example, but this is, we stopped doing that thing. Like Amnon is Tamar's brother. Is that not so? Half, half sister is Tamar. Then Absalom went, Amnon went and slept with Tamar. Do you get it? And when Amnon slept with Tamar, do you know what should have happened to Amnon? Leviticus chapter 20 verse 17. Because Absalom got hurt that my sister had been defiled by my half-brother. And David, my father, seemed not to be doing anything about it. So, because if you look at Leviticus chapter 20 verse 17, it says, if a man shall take his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, and see her nakedness, and she, and she his nakedness, it is a wicked thing. This is in Kasakwa. It is a wicked thing. And they shall be cut off in the sight of their people. He had uncovered the sister's nakedness, and he shall bear his iniquity. So, I, are you here in church? Are you sure you're in church? Shout amen, somebody. So, ideally, what Amnon did to Tamar, David should have applied this law. Do you get it? Ideally, David should have applied this law. But some way, somehow, David didn't apply the law. So, Absalom became hurt. Absalom became hurt. Do you get it? So, it is also even for you to know that for things that can make people to be hurt, eh, it will never end today or tomorrow. For things that can make people hurt, actions and inactions of leaders and fathers and mothers, even your own home. Sometimes one of the, your children will do something, you, you say it, another person will do something. For some reason, maybe that day, either you got some salary increment or some your bonus became or something, you decided not to talk. But the other time, maybe you already got to some call be that you already bought. So you vent all your anger, you vent all the anger on the person. It sometimes depends on the mood and all manner of things. You get, so it becomes a problem. Because of that, Absalom, that's why Absalom did what he did. He was hurt. So don't joke with people who have been hurt or who are hurt. If you know the person is hurt, be careful. Especially when the person is hurt and the person is talking to you. If you are not hurt, but the person is hurt. We are talking about signs, so this sign. So somebody have to ask, why is this person telling me this? Why is this person telling me this? And this Absalom's hurt lead to the next stage. 
which is a, a, a whole topic altogether, which is the stage of passivity. Same word on book. It means it's in your book. Give to you example what you went to learn in domain. In your book. If Absalom was said, that means like you look at the next stage of it. I'm going to finish right. The rest are easy. I say outside is the sun. The next stage is passivity. Now, what is passivity? That means that after being offended, people become, they stay away. It's that like they don't say neither good or evil. And you have to watch out for them. You have to watch out for them. You know some people, there are people who, are naturally, who naturally don't talk. Do you get it? There are some who are not, but there are some people, you know, every meeting, they are talking and suddenly something happens. And these days they don't talk when you go, they are quiet. When you go, they are quiet. It's like, look, me, I've decided not to say anything about anything again. It's a sign. And if that enters into you, tell yourself that no. Do you get it? It's that when you are in a house and you go bored and say, I won't sleep with my wife again. Do you get it? Tell yourself that you are a stupid man. <laughs> That's the first thing you have to say. You see, say, say, stupid man, what else will you do? That's the first thing you have to tell yourself. Or stupid woman, what else will you do? Tell yourself that. Then when you tell yourself that, then you start the process. Are you getting me? Yeah, you start the process because you, you guys, I won't say anything again. Or you are in house, when my, I won't talk to my wife again. You know, sort of so who will you talk to? Who are you going? If you don't talk to your wife again, who are you going to talk to? Then you're going to talk to a woman somewhere. You're going to talk to a man somewhere. Do you get it? So that's what I said. Check yourself. That now that I say, me, I won't say anything about the Basante again. I won't say anything about anything again. It means something has entered your heart, which is bad. So deal with it. Are you getting me? How many of you been there before that something happened in your ministry, your basanta, your marriage, your friendship, your something? Say, me, I won't say anything again about this Apache Prince Square. How many of you have said been there before? You know, you see, all of you. So, did you stop? I'm not about the husband's one would be another one, but would, would you stop? <laughs> Amen. Listen to Second Samuel. Look, I'm liking this topic, pa. Bobo. Yeah, it's very powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Bobo, are you here? Are you here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Second Samuel 13, 22. And today your mind should change. Those of you who have decided not to talk about anything anymore. Ketisi stars, I don't say anything again anymore, anywhere. Second Samuel 13, 22. And Absalom. And Absalom spake unto his brother, I'm not neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. You see, so what I'm saying is that, look, if you're with people who are to they don't speak, the person is hurt. The person doesn't say anything to you. You should know that, Charlie, this one, there's something wrong. There is something wrong. Hey! And you, can you believe that this man invited them for a party and they went. And he, can you believe it? The man 
you, you have heard the man. And since that time, he didn't say, any, for about two years, he didn't say anything. He didn't call you. He didn't send you a test. He didn't come for meetings. He didn't. Then one day he said, I'm doing a party, come. Then you, you go. Hey! And that was the end. He scattered them like something. He scattered them. So, you see, you, you have to be wise to know that, Charlie, this person, the way, maybe, or the person is hurt with your father. And the person said, I'm having a party. I won't tell your father. I'll tell you. You come. And you also go. Abba. The person is there, neither good nor bad. And he says, I'm going. I don't see anything wrong with it. Wait. One day, you will see what is wrong with it. One day. And that day will come. Critical stage. So when you see that somebody's hurt in the church, say, eh, me, I don't like the way. Anytime anybody speaks the searching hurt, eh, immediately know that there's something wrong. Strive by helping the person or by running away from the person. And sometimes you may not be able to help the person. Depend on the hurt. You may not be able to help. Are you getting what I'm saying? How many of you know people are hurt before that you are still flowing with? Give me a wave. Oh, God bless. You see, People are honest in this church, except you. Except you. But look, people are headed dangerous. They don't say anything, but sometimes, sometimes they, they, they even come for first service, they'll drop to second service. It's a language. Nobody's a child. It's a language. Somebody is coming for second service, he goes to first service. Um, going for first service, he goes for second service. When I say, I've decided to come for first service, nobody's a child. Nobody's a child. Do you get it? You think somebody is a child, but you don't know that no, somebody was sent to David's house to anoint him with a superior understanding of things. So nobody is a child. You can say what you want to say. The next stage is critical stage. The next stage is a critical stage. And that critical stage is the stage that you now begin to criticize you see, and that is what Absalom did, isn't it? And all because of the hair too. And sometimes familiarity. Look at Aaron and Miriam. Because they were familiar with David. It's Moses. But you know something, honestly, do you know that what David did was wrong? Because he should have punished um, Amnon. He should have punished Amnon. So why didn't he punish him? And that is also why you leave it to God. Do you get it? You leave it to God. And then Moses, because of Moses that I remembered this man's one. Moses, do you have said that nobody should go and marry any of the Ethiopian women? Then you have gone to take one. And then nobody should marry Ethiopia. Then you, you, you. We always have more of her. I don't want to say you ain't come uh, then after he gave the command, he saw a beautiful one, then he changed his mind. He didn't know. Leaders are human. Even angels saw women, they changed their mind. Okay. But then they criticized him. But when they criticized him, my wonder is why God was angry with them. And that should occupy your mind for the next two weeks. Think about it and pray about it. This one, I will leave it for you yourself. Pray about it 
think about it. Why was God angry with them? You think about it and pray about it. I will not say anything about it. It's up to you. Because some of the things, I'm also thinking about it. Amen. Critical. Everything you see, you will say. Everything you see. Now when the pastor begins to talk, pastor, your, your viewpoint is different from my point of view. Hey! You don't know that now, he's forgotten that he went to the house of Jesse to anoint him. You don't know. We will be closing very soon. Don't worry. Control your bladder small just for a few minutes. I'm, it's, it's almost finished. The fifth stage. Political. Maybe I'll end at political. I will continue and end to the other one the next time. Political stage. You didn't say, oh. It means you have missed the sun. Political stage. Political stage. When a person becomes political, he tries to involve others in his ideas and philosophies. Yes. He tries to involve some people in his ideas and philosophies. Because politicians operate on the power of people's opinion. Yes. So when a person be is becoming disloyal, he tries to involve other people in his treacherous ideas. So, so oh, a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying, they want to involve people. And some of you see, by the company that you keep with these people, they cast a certain shadow on you. A penumbra shadow is cast on you. Because, you see, the everybody can say the person is some way. And the person is trying to be political in the sense that the person, every politician wants a group of people to be with him or her. So the politician goes with the head from one person to the other, to the other. Then another person goes, oh, there is this, won't you attend? There is this, and see, gather people so that they can now gather and be talking about the issue, about people who, so now we understand the process of inflation. We understand the process of this. So then, but I realize they have become a group. That's why in the army, they don't allow you to be in one place for a long time. Because if, you, if they meet the same place to drink and drink, but then they finished planning a coup. So you'll be there now, then they'll transfer you to Borga, and this one has gone to um, Sekendi. If you like, go and meet again and drink and talk what you are talking. So political, and political, politi political. So if you're in church, after your pastor has spoken, your leader has spoken, and we say, the pastor said, You see, I me mean, this time, saying, This is a lot of person, the leader in some way, they, they want to act attract you into their CPP or PNC or UDPP or something. Do you get it? So you should know that political statements are very, very bad. And Absalom made them just make two statements of Absalom and then we close. We go into the sun. I mean, I would always threaten you with the sun. Second Samuel 15, 3. Wow. Satan is not coming with the, with the long um, horn, cross, black face. Satan is coming like this thing, no hurt, offenses, things that are this, and just, just spew so many things into the system. And by the time you realize it is sport, something beautiful is sport. And when somebody is hurt, wounded, be careful. When I hear somebody is hurt about... I'm very careful. Somebody, it's like um, 
if how did it, I, I said the cat when you're killing a cat, you don't kill the cat well and it comes out. That's I say. I think they put them in a sack. Because we can't litter tigers. Huh. You can ask them how they kill it. When somebody's hurt, don't joke with her too. Don't joke. See, don't think that the person is. What did I say? Second Samuel 15, 3. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matter is. See, thy matters are good and right. But there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. That's Absalom. When he was going to start his coup, he will now go and stand at the gate of the city. And when people are coming to meet the bishop or coming to meet the pastor, because there are so many meetings, then our assistant pastor will go and meet them and say, Look, you see, you know, these days our man, ever since the church grew, he doesn't have time. He, he, he can't handle all this. So don't worry. You come to me, I'll talk to you. You get it. You come to me, I'll talk to you because the, the, the king is so busy. You know, and, and even sometimes the person's mind is about Bishop Sans is now so busy, now it's Bishop David who has time for us. It's now Bishop David who has time for us. Is that I mean, Bishop David's mind is not even in what you are saying. You get it. Because you already want to start your new party from the new main one. <laughs> I don't want to mention those parties. So, oh, these days, oh, but actually, in actual fact, even Bishop David, these days, because of the first service, he, he doesn't have to, but Lady Passafowa is very cool. You can easily, but don't you see that Antiochus rather? <laughs> Antiochus, every marital, oh, your marriage, Kai, it will depend on Bishop, it will break. It will break. This is subtle political statement that they make. Subtle. Political statement that they make. The Bible says, and so in 2 Samuel 15, 6, what happened? He says that by what he was saying, 15, 6, and on this manner did, did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom did what? Absalom did what? He did what? Stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He stole their hearts. You know, sometimes you can be in the church, you think you are the pastor, but there's someone who is powerful enough to be stealing the heart of the people. Hey! You think you are the pastor, but somebody is in the thing, and he has stolen the heart, or she has stolen the heart of the people, and you are there in front, you call it Simpapain. You are there, you are there, you think you are the head, but Absalom the end stole the heart of the people. And no, no, no wonder he did what he did. So, church, there's the seventh stage, there's the sixth stage, deception, and there's open rebellion. God willing, we'll touch on it. But how many of you have been blessed that? You see, all this I'm saying, eh, I'm saying that we shall deal with the devil. We are, we, are, we are not waiting for somebody, some evil thing to happen before. We, we, we are just immunizing ourselves. Do you get it? We are immunizing ourselves and we are killing that thing. And I am letting you to know that loyalty is good. Loyalty is what has taken us to 92 nations. Loyalty 
Yes. It's what I take it's 92 nations. Loyalty is what has made me to be here. And you are here. And this church is going on and other branches are being started. That is loyalty. It, it, it can occur to me that let me also leave and go and start my church. If I leave and go and start my church, would this church be as it is today? But at least if I'm going to leave, I will also be political and speak to some of you. I tell you, well, I'll support the church. I'll support the church. Loyalty is what has made me to leave Cornerstone. And Cornerstone, in fact, the other day I was looking at the choir, and I think the choir is now bigger than our choir. Amazing praise. You have to sit up. The choir was bigger than Amazing Praise Choir. I was looking at it at Cornerstone on, 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 the, on Facebook. It's loyalty. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if you are in church, and I, all of you raise your hand that you have heard this, you have heard that, you have heard that, they are all stages. So you need to now, either you run away, or you change it in yourself, or you make your heart good. Is that not so? So that I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Don't ever think that the beautiful thing we have here, don't ever think that the beautiful thing we have here, Satan is going to sit down for you to be like that always. You, you, you are a child if you think like that. Don't ever think that the 92 countries we are in and the 190 nations we want to go in, don't think that Satan is going to sit down for you to just have it. No. He is going to strike. He's going to strike at the core of that thing. He will strike. And I told you last week, he strikes from within. He doesn't strike from outside. doesn't make any reason. He strikes from within. So dear brothers, I believe that God has been good to us. God has blessed us. And... Uh, one day I'll tell you something. Because it has been reported commonly. Some of you, if you know such, such people who are destroying the church, you need to tell the leadership that this person, he keeps saying things that are bad and it's destroying my heart. And I need you to deal with the person for me. Some of you, you know things, but you have kept quiet. And your own blessing is what is being hindered. You know things. You know who is doing that thing. You know the particular person doing that thing. But you are quiet. You are quiet. Speaking neither good nor evil. You are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. Amen. There's some thing. I don't know what they say. They, say they came for the Jew today. They came for the Hebrew today. Something, something. Tomorrow they will come for the fancy or something. But I've forgotten what it is. But God bless you. God make his face to shine on you. May this, may this message I have preached bring a form of love and unity in the church so that the mighty things that God wants us to do, the keys to unlock things in, on earth and it shall be unlocked in heaven. The keys to open, the keys to bind things on earth it shall be bound in heaven. I pray that those mighty works shall be seen in our midst. That when we come together, Problems we don't even touch. People we don't even talk about. The Holy Spirit himself, because the atmosphere is created, will deal with it. That there shall always be a testimony in someone's mouth because of the presence of the Spirit of love. Presence of God here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you.
that you are building for yourself a mighty army which shall be your which shall be your voice in the land a light in darkness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth forgive us our sins forgive us our mistakes be merciful unto us and continue to use us to build for yourself the church that you want to build in the name of the Lord Jesus and father I pray for all those who are hurt I pray for mercies for wounds to heal wounds to heal I pray for for understanding to see the destructive nature of hurts and offenses to allow themselves to heal and to flow I give you praise I give you glory thank you for healing thank you for jobs thank you for breakthroughs thank you for open doors thank you that this week too somebody will bring test messages of breakthroughs and miracles that you are doing in their lives in the name of the Lord Jesus before we close maybe someone invited you here or you came here on your own but deep deep down in your heart deep 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 down in your heart please every eye closed and let the child stop disturbing every eye closed and let the child stop disturbing and all those at the back if you can stand everybody standing everybody standing deep 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 in your heart you want to say that pastor I want to give my life to Jesus I want to be born again my friend brought me I came here on my own my friend brought me but deep deep in my heart as you preached I realized that the Holy Spirit is telling me to give my life to Jesus be born again so pray for me to give my life to Jesus so every eye closed every head is bowed every head bowed you want me to pray for you every eye closed every head bowed you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus give your life to Jesus you want me to pray for you lift up your right hand and I'll pray for you lift up that right hand you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus a pastor I want to you pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to be born again I want all my sins to be forgiven lift up your right hand I'm going to pray with you right now wherever you are lift it up high above your head so I can see lift it up above your head so I can see God bless you God bless you God bless you if you want to join you can join God bless you lift it up 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 above your head so I can see God bless you now every eye closed if your hand is up wherever you are I want you to walk to me I just help them to come every eye closed I just help them to come put your hands together for them as they come if you raise your hand and you want to give your life to Jesus just come God bless you God bless you God bless you I've seen one person two people three people God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you the last announcement the next announcement I'm making the next announcement if today is your first time of coming someone invited you and brought you to church so this is your very very first time of coming here I need you also to raise your hand can you give me a wave it's your first time when somebody invited you you came it's your first time of coming here can you give me a wave can you give me a wave ah God bless you if this of good God bless you if this is your very very first time of coming here too 
I want you to take your Bible, take your bag, and come and join us at the frontier. And God bless you. Put your hands together for them as they come. God bless you. God bless you. Church, you see that evangelism is going down. Invitation is going down. Come with your friends is going down. And we need a revival. So that revival is actually starting. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, put your hands together for them. Wonderful, wonderful. So those of you here, some of you are guests, some of you are giving your life to Christ. But we shall all say the prayer together. After the lady, Pastor Amma will talk to you. Those who invited you come, will come to you wherever you are, and then you'll be blessed. So say this, you say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I confess with my heart. I confess with my mouth. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That from today, I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. you are mine. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abed Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 246 939-984 To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044 You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam DHMM Also at Loyalty House International HQ page you can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenia. God bless you.